really glad that uh, you're here to worship with us this morning. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up a series this morning on what it means to choose a life of meaning and how that really is a, a deal or a no-deal situation. Uh, the first week, we looked at how we need to choose to invest in things that last and how blessing in life really comes as we invest in the right things God's told us to invest in. And uh, a couple weeks ago, we looked at how um, a lot of blessing comes as we seize the opportunities that God's given us today and don't wait for tomorrow. And then last week, we spent some time looking at what it means to cultivate contentment and really how contentment and choosing to be thankful for what God's given us really does allow us to have success in life, allows us to move forward. This morning, we're going to look at something that's difficult for all of us, and that's what it means to embrace trouble and how that's an inconvenient truth. Uh, the truth of trouble is we're all going to face it, and it's inconvenient because it's trouble. And that really is the reality of life. Um, choosing a life of meaning really is related directly to how we handle the problems we face in life. Um, big problems, small problems, uh, multifaceted issues. Um, this is just how real uh, life is. And as we, we move forward in life, we find that problems are always going to happen. And how we handle that and our perspective on them really determines um, our success in life, um, really how we can move ahead in life and learn from the things that, that God's brought our way. And we really choose to, when we choose to make him the boss of our life, we find that there is a direct path that we can take as we do face the hard times. First thing, if you have your listening outline, um, there is a reality of trouble that we can find in Scripture. And there's three things that in the, the book of James, he addresses this, this idea of trials and what we need to do as we face trials. The first reality of trouble is that it's inevitable. Uh, James 1-2 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That word whenever um, basically means that trouble is going to happen. Uh, there's no way that we can predict when trouble is going to come and to circumvent it or to take a different route. Frankly, whenever means it's going to come. And that's just the way life is. If you've, uh, you're like me, that, that's true. As you walk through life, you find that, you know what? Trouble is going to come up. It's, it's inevitable and it's going to happen. So when you dig into Scripture, you find that there, there really is some important things that we need to get down. Since tr uh, trouble is inevitable, it really will, will do us good in life to figure out what it means to walk through trouble in a way that brings honor to God. Second thing is, is trouble is unpredictable. Um, in that same verse in James 1-2, not only whenever we face trials, but the idea of facing trials, that really means to fall into something unexpectedly. Part of what makes trouble so difficult is that we didn't see it coming. Isn't that true? We, we're walking along in life and all of a sudden trouble crops up. And it's like we just fell into it unexpectedly. A few months ago... I was in San Francisco taking a class, and I didn't have a car, and I was getting cabin fever, and so I decided, you know, we're going to just take this back to old school, and I decided I was going to ride a bike to a coffee shop. Now, there's a saying goes, you know, it's like riding a bike, and it kind of means that you never lose what that means, how to do that, and um, I don't think that's true. <laughs> what I found was I, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to ride this bike because I, I just need to get out. And it was dark, and I couldn't see. 
So this guy said, hey, why don't you, you know, have a splunking light? I was like, well, that's a great idea. So I strapped this light on my forehead. And uh, I'm riding this bicycle, and in San Francisco, there's quite a few hills. And as I'm going down a hill, I'm, I'm remembering, I'm like, wow, this, okay, yeah, you pedal and you balance and it works. And, but as I started going, I realized I couldn't quite see as good as I probably needed to. But, you know, it was one of those issues, well, I'm already on the bike and I don't want to have to walk back up the hill since I rode down it fast. And I head to the curb and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, there's a curb. I think if you lift your front wheel, you kind of go off the curb. And if you lift your wheel again, you go back up. So I'm going, all of a sudden, I go off the curb and I go to go back on the curb and I just eat it. Frankly, I fly over the the handlebars. Mind you, this is a few months ago. That's cool when you're 10. But, you know, I don't know about you, but falling off your bike in the middle of the night, it it has a way of kind of humbling you, you know. You kind of look up, did anyone see that? You know, my hands are kind of swollen. And so I'm I'm just like, why did that happen? Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed and I'm riding my bike. And all of a sudden, my leg just sticks to the bike and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. What happened? And I looked down and the bike chain completely ripped my pants and it actually caught my pants. And now I can't ride. I've only got one leg. And uh, so I looked. These are new pants. I got them for Christmas. I looked down and there's a tear this big in my pants. So my splunking light's a little crooked now. I have to straighten it. I look down and I've got a big old rip in my pants. And you know what? I learned that day that trouble is unpredictable. Because if I would have known I would have fallen off my bike. If I'd have known I'd rip my new pants and the fact that I couldn't really see, I probably wouldn't have done it. That's how trouble is. All of a sudden, you're going along, and it just gets you. You fall into it unexpectedly. Sometimes, literally, you fall into it unexpectedly. Uh, so not only is trouble inevitable and it's unpredictable, but it also exists in various forms, and it has different sources. And this just is the way life is. Uh, in that same verse, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That idea of many kinds is basically saying like multicolored. And that's saying our problems or our trials or trouble has lots of different shades. It's kind of like when you're trying to paint and you have to match paint. You've got all these different shades and it's really hard to, to sometimes match paint because there's lots of different colors. Well, that's how it is with, with trouble. There's lots of different shades. There's lots of different colors and big problems, little problems. Uh, some that are directly affecting us, some that affect others, but we still feel it. That's how trouble is. It's like this multi-colored, multi-faceted deal. And there's also different sources. Um, it seems like life would be real easy if every time problems came up, we knew exactly where that was from. The unfortunate thing is that's really not how life is. It, there's lots of different sources. The first thing is folly. Uh, folly is basically, in the scripture, it's deciding that we're going to go our own way. And it can lead to stupidity, like riding a bike at night when you can't see. Um, and also, as folly, sometimes it could be just rebellion. You know, God has set up the world with, with certain boundaries. And when we step out of those boundaries, problems can come. Because we're going against the way God set things up. Uh, so it can come from folly, it can come from rebellion. And it also can come from natural disasters, accidents. Things around the world happen all the time where it's just a natural disaster and that, that, that causes huge problems for people, for families, for, for countries even. Also, trouble can come from the hand of God. The scriptures say, you know, he disciplines those he loves. Sometimes we're, we're in trouble and it's because God loves us and it's going to help us 
get back on the path that we need to get to. So when you dig into Scripture and you figure out that trouble isn't something that, that you can just predict, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a Google guy. If I have an issue, what do I do? I Google it. You know, in life, you, you can't Google an answer to your problems. Um, sometimes I wish, I wish I could. You know, you could just type that in there and it comes up with the solutions. What you find is, is you actually learn how to deal with trouble as you, as you dig into the Scriptures and you see how God wants to use it for your good. And then you also find there's certain things you can do in the midst of the trouble that really does bring um, blessing and bring success. And that's what we're going to look at. So not only is, is trouble a reality, but there's also some ways that we can respond. So in the midst of, of trouble, in the midst of pain or problems, a good question to ask is, how should I respond? What are the things that I need to do in order to make the most out of this circumstance that's happening right now. Dig into scripture, the first thing we, do, we should do is we should pray. You find that in James 1.5. He's, he's talking about trials, and then he goes on further, and he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. When I've experienced trouble in my life, a lot of times I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It seems like there's so much going on that I can't see. I'm like on a road with a bunch of fog, and I don't know what's ahead of me. That's kind of what problems are like. When we pray for, for God's wisdom, we're really asking for the ability to really see things that we can't see when we look straight away. It really is the ability to, to take what God said as truth, and we begin to apply that, and we kind of see that the fog just unfolds a little bit. So we really need to pray for wisdom, because a lot of times we don't have any idea of what to do. In my own life, I'm, I'm just not sure. Why is this happening? Why me? And I ask all these questions. When I begin to pray, I find that I'm no longer relying on how I can get out of this problem as soon as possible. But really, what, what does God say about what I need to do? And so we go to God first and we pray. The next thing is we need to be thankful for God's provision. Uh, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good or benefit of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This passage is basically saying that um, when you have a relationship with God, he becomes the boss of your life. We now know that God is on our side. He, he's not, you know, standing, standing there just pushing us down when trouble comes, but he's really going to work that out for, for our good. James 1-2, which we read earlier, says, um, consider it all joy. That idea of consider it all joy is really... The idea of we have a calm delight in trouble. Now, that doesn't really make sense. It's kind of counterintuitive to us in my natural thinking to consider just a calm delight in problems. My mentor basically said the calm delight is not in the problem. You know, I, I don't go around being thankful for the problem and, and just what the blessing that is. Wouldn't that be kind of sick and twisted if I did that? But really, the calm delight is knowing what God will produce from the trouble. That's what it means to consider it all joys, knowing that you know, God really sees what's going on. And he's, he's really going to produce some things in this trouble that I may not learn any other way. So being thankful for God's provision is realizing he's not going to rip me off. He's not going to allow me to stay on the ground by myself. He's going to help pick me up and move me forward in the midst of it. Uh, a few years ago, I, I had a job that, frankly, I just didn't really want to have. 
it was one of those jobs where it was a grind every day. It was like the alarm went off and it was just like, no, Friday, where are you? You ever experienced that? It was just that, that grind of a job. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't, didn't really find meaning in the job. It was just mundane. So I talked to some, some men in my life that, that cared about me and the outcome of my life. And I just was, frankly, I was looking for some support. You know, I just, I got to get out of this job. I, I don't know what to do. And, you know, these men basically told me that in this job, in this trouble, in this idea of just the grind, what God's doing is, is building steel into your bones. And I was kind of like steel into my bones. Okay? I wasn't quite sure what they meant. What they were basically saying is, when you have steel in your bones and the pressure comes, you're able to stand under the problems. And one guy even said, you know, because later in life, the pressure will be even stronger. But you'll have steel and you'll be able to stand up under it. And so I was like, well, that, that was really a bittersweet thing. It was sweet because I thought, you know what? That's right. Steel won't crumble under the pressure. It was bitter because he said, I'll have worse troubles than the ones I'm facing now. And so I left there like, well, that's great. Oh, that's terrible. That's great. You know, that, but that's how it is. When we, when we really go to God in the midst of trouble and allow him to, to teach us the things that we need to learn in the midst of it, it's like pouring steel in that, that's going to stand under this pressure. And that's what I've learned in my life. You know, I, I stuck that job out. I woke up every day and decided, you know, God, I'm going to be faithful until you, you take me out of that job. I'm going to do it. And I didn't really want to. It still was hard to wake up. But I knew it wasn't just about what felt, you know, good. It was really about what God was trying to do by allowing me to, to stand strong in the midst of, of the hard times. You know what? Since then, there's been troubles that have been worse. But you know what? Because I had a little bit of steel, I've been able to stand under that. And that's really the truth of how God works in the midst of these problems that we're facing to, to provide in a way that, that really helps us. Um, the next thing we need to do as we respond to trouble is to cooperate with God. That's really a choice we have to make. Will I cooperate with God even when this isn't going exactly how I want it to go? Even when life is this way and I thought it was going to go this way, will I, will I cooperate with God? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This idea of lean, it's you're not propping yourself up on the way you see things. You're not propping yourself up on the way you think it should go. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. See, God really rules the universe. He knows not only what my problems are, how they've occurred, what the outcome is going to be. When I cooperate with God, I'm basically choosing it's not going to be my way, how I want it to turn out, how quick I want the problem to be done. But really, God, what, what do I need to do in order to honor you in the midst of this? And what do you want to teach me in this problem? And when we cooperate with God, we find that, you know what? There is so much we learn in this trouble that we might not ever learn any other way. Isn't that like anti-American almost? Doesn't that feel like that? You mean I actually have to stay in a problem? Well, what you find is if you rush out of that, you miss some of that steel. And then you're not as strong because God wasn't able to really walk with you through that. We just went our own way. And that's really the choice we have. And that's why there's a lot of meaning in life that comes when we embrace trouble because 
We allow God to do what he wants to do through it. So once we ask how we should respond, we find that that God really has a lot of purpose in our trouble. I want to show you a a clip. Um, It's from the movie Evan Almighty. If you haven't seen it, I don't think it's a spoiler alert. I I think you can still get the movie with with seeing the clip. If you're not sure, you can close your eyes and just listen. But um, in this clip, she's facing a lot of uh, basically trouble. She, she saw her life is going one way, and it's going a different way. And she's talking to God, a.k.a. Morgan Freeman, in this scene. And she's basically wondering why all these things are coming about. Why is this happening? See what, see what he says as he, as he responds. Let me ask you something. If someone prays for patience, you think God gives them patience? Or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? If it prays for courage, does God give them courage, or does it give them opportunities to be courageous? If someone prayed for the family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings? Or does it give them opportunities to love each other? Well, I gotta run. A lot of people to serve. Enjoy. I think her face really, really summed up how we feel at times. That idea of, wait a second, you actually know what's going on? And that's the truth. God really does. And in trouble, when we cooperate with God and we realize that there's purpose in it, we're basically saying, God, I I know you see the big picture. Um, I recognize that you know fully what's going on. And I don't know how the outcome is going to turn out. I don't know exactly what it's going to mean for me, but... You really see the big picture. And that, that is really when we begin to realize that God loves us. He's not a God that, that walks away and just says, you know, have fun in your trouble. And come back to me when it's solved. No, he, he's in there with us in the trouble as we cooperate with him. He really allows us to, to stand up under it because of the strength he gives us. And that, that's a lot of meaning there because we realize that even life and the, the school of hard knocks, even... Even all that, the things that happen, God will use it for our good if we cooperate with him. So there's three purposes that, that James talks about uh, in verse 3 and 4 that we get as we embrace trouble. The first thing is it, it grows our faith. And this is verse 3. And he says, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. This idea of, of testing your faith Really, our character is, is really kind of discovered when the pressure is on. We can really find what we're made of when, when pressure is applied. Our heart begins to come out because life's tough. And it's not exactly going as we thought. So we have that choice. Do I, do I go my way or do I go God's way? And that choice is basically saying, God, my, my, my faith's being tested. I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to do here. But as our, as our faith grows, and as we realize that God is boss, he's going to work it out for our good, and as we choose to follow him in this, you know, our, our faith really, really is developed. And that pressure cooker shows us, you know what, God really is trustworthy. Second thing is it develops perseverance. Because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So this, this faith test, this pressure cooker, it's, it's building the perseverance in us. 
Um, perseverance is basically able to, to stand under pressure. When those men in my life told me about the steel, that's what they were talking about. That steel is perseverance. The pressure was being applied, and when you choose to cooperate with God, you're able to stand under it. So not only does your faith grow, but your perseverance is developed. Because you realize you can stand up under this trouble that I'm currently in. The last thing it, it does is it produces maturity in us. The testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You see, that, that's just over time. And again, that doesn't really make sense because in this world where everything's a quick fix... You know, you, you can't get that from Googling it. You can't get that from solvemyproblems.com. I don't know. I made that up. Does that exist? I'm not sure. Um, but what, what you find is, is, is it really produces maturity. And, and that idea of maturity is, you know, not lacking anything. It's, it's your complete. So even the trouble completes some character that, that we may not have or we may need refined or we may need to be worked on. That's amazing to me. God even in the midst of the hardest times, is thinking about how he can train us, how he can develop us, how, how we can be more complete in a way that brings honor to him. You see, in life, when you, when you have that perspective that's found in the scriptures, you find that even those hard times, they're not wasted. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never committed your life to Christ and the problems are, are pressuring you in. And you're not exactly sure what you're supposed to do. The first step is really to decide that the Christ will be the boss of your life. That he'll begin to call the shots. Because since he is in control and he sees everything, he really knows exactly how everything's going to turn out. So that's the first thing. Maybe you're here and, and you just need some prayer. I encourage you, like Randy said, you can take that blue card out. If you're experiencing some, some hard times and you would like us to know, please please write that on your your welcome card, and we'd love to, to pray with you and, and to serve you. God will use even this hard time to really develop you and to really learn what it means to trust him. So I encourage you, take the time, if, if, you're, if you're struggling, really ask what, what God's trying to teach you through that. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for being a God that uses even the, the difficult times to teach us. Thank you for not letting us fall to the ground where we just are by ourselves, And you, you don't let go and you, you don't leave us and we thank you for that. God, we really want a purpose in our hearts to have a certain value and perspective of our problems that really will be beneficial for us so that we can become more like you, become mature. God, I just pray for the, the hurting and the people that are really trying to discover you in the midst of, of their trouble. God, um, thank you for being a God that loves us.